Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Greater Greener Georgia. I'm Alexis. And I'm Miles, and we're happy to be back this week after a quick little Thanksgiving holiday. 2021 is coming to a close, and we're so grateful that you're spending time with us at GCV, getting the latest on what's going on in Georgia. I wanted to start uh, today by talking about some news that just broke. The EPD has proposed a $3 million fine for pollution from the Golden Ray shipwreck off the coast of St. Simons Island. Uh, we, talk, we talked a little bit about this a while back on the podcast um, about the shipwreck, but basically um, a cargo ship carrying 4,161 vehicles capsized back in September of 2019. Basically, the fine was issued based on calculations done by the EPD, determined by the amount of time and environmental impact the ship had on the surrounding area, which the EPD stated as 28 days of releases with significant environmental impact and 352 days of releases with minor to moderate environmental impact. This seems like a great start with the, the fine and all the findings that the EPD um, has released, but some environmental activists say that the fines are too low and that the damage is actually much more extensive than what the EPD is classifying it as. And even after the fine is issued, if it is even issued, the ship's owner, Hyundai Glovis, would still have to implement an environmental assessment and response plan approved by the EPD and could engage in a supplemental environmental project to reduce the fine. It's really crazy what's going on down there. And I have a feeling this is not going to be the last we're hearing about the shipwreck because it's having such a huge impact on the community down there. Yeah. And some of the environmental activists, I was reading their side of it, and there's a lot of estuaries and and protected lands around that area that this report by the EPD isn't even taking into account. It's literally just taking in the area surrounding the Golden Ray, which I went to St. Simon's a couple months back and saw the Golden Ray there, a big piece of it. It was before (laughs) they took away this final chunk. So it was, but it was a huge, massive cargo ship in this little tiny port area and it's like the environment i'm sure there's just so much more extensive damage happening yeah there's definitely going to be a long-lasting impact from that mm-hmm. and so switching gears a little bit this has also been a crazy eventful week in the political world in georgia so we can start with the fact that stacy abrams announced her campaign for governor yesterday which is sending waves around georgia and the country people are getting really excited for her second run and feeling the energy Uh, However, this is also a really exciting week on the local level. The municipal runoff election was this week, solidifying a lot of new elected officials all over the state. Democrats picked up 48 new seats in mayoral and city council elections across the state, and Republicans only flipped six of their seats. Uh, Some notable winners that we're definitely paying attention to, the city of McDonough elected Sandra Vincent, and the city of Warner Robins elected LaRonda Patrick. And both of these women are the first female mayor and first black mayors of their cities, which is monumental and so exciting. Um, And also Khalid Kamau, a strong Black Lives Matter community activist and socialist is gonna be the next mayor of the city of South Fulton. So the 2021 municipal elections are proving that the wave of change that started in the 2020 election last year, uh, that wave of momentum in Georgia is not slowing down just yet. 
Uh, and next, let's focus on Atlanta. You've probably heard the news by now, but Andre Dickens is slated to be Atlanta's 61st mayor, even though he significantly trailed behind his opponent, Felicia Moore, in the first round election a few weeks ago. Dickens held a fierce 63 percent lead on Tuesday, which is solidifying his title as mayor elect. While GCV didn't endorse any candidates for mayor, we're super excited to see his strong stance on bringing clean energy to Georgia, and we plan on making sure he follows through on these promises. According to his website, Dickens has big plans for Atlanta during his term. He plans to get Atlanta on track to be operating on 100% clean energy by 2035, as well as completely free public transportation by 2030. His platform also states that he wants to increase diverse and affordable housing options, which would not only hopefully make Atlanta a more budget-friendly place to live, but it would also potentially lower our energy burden, which would lower utility bills overall. Furthermore, his website explains his plan to create incentives for sustainable construction projects and also protect Atlanta's trees by working with organizations like Trees Atlanta, West Atlanta Watershed Alliance, and Chattahoochee Riverkeepers. So all that being said, we're really excited to hopefully see some change in our city, and we're getting ready to hold Mayor-elect Dickens to his promises so that we can start to feel some real environmental transformation here in Atlanta. Yeah, that's great. Hopefully um, he falls through with all that. Um, the the free public transportation by 2030 is very interesting because you know mm-hmm. that would help significantly with the burden of of driving and the carbon emissions. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> could be a perfect segue into this next piece of news. Yeah, go for it. Which um, is that, you know, as as a lot of people have noticed and and me, I'm actually home. I was home for the holidays for in California and it's like five dollars a gallon here. Yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> which is crazy places. for uh, for gas. Um, and this is partly due to the increased demand during the holiday season, as well as other factors. And this week, um, Joe Biden authorized the release of a record number, 50 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Um, This does go directly against what we talked about. um, I believe it was last week's podcast uh, with Biden's infrastructure bill and the plan of creating infrastructure for electric vehicles but was a necessary step in order to bring oil prices down. This story just really made me want to dive even further into electric vehicles and what implementing a solid infrastructure would do for Georgia specifically. First off, as we know, transportation is the largest cause of carbon emissions nationwide and here in Georgia. Although EVs are not totally clean, they are two and a half times more clean than gas-powered vehicles. Basically, by saying they're not clean, it's like because the electricity comes from fossil fuels, they're not totally clean energy, not yet. But with our growing, with Georgia's growing solar infrastructure, that could change. Mm -hmm. Um, There are approximately 6.6 million registered passenger vehicles in Georgia. So if we save 1 million tons of carbon per quarter million, we're looking at a total opportunity of approximately 26 million metric tons of emission reduction by electrifying all of those vehicles. It's a lot of numbers, but it's a positive, positive thing. Net yeah. um, net is electric vehicles would be amazing for Georgia. Exactly. Um, and that's uh, equals to basically reducing our total emissions by 20%. An interesting fact, Georgia is a regional EV manufacturing and supply chain powerhouse second to only Tennessee, in manufacturing, investment, and jobs. Georgia also ranks second in our region in electric vehicle sales and charging station deployment, trailing only Florida. 
this is all great news because I really think that the electric vehicle market will see exponential growth once more vehicles are purchased. There's more vehicle purchases equals more incentive for infrastructure development like factories and charging stations. So it's kind of a, yeah, it's an ex- exponential playing off of each other. It, it's like a dominant. No effect. It's like everyone's just kind of waiting for the step before them. But once there's more infrastructure to charge vehicles, more people will buy vehicles, which will lead to more charging. And it'll just kind of be a circle of an increase, hopefully, in cleaner transportation and electric vehicles in general. Exactly. And that's not even just personal vehicles. That's, you know, school buses and public transportation as well, converting to electric. Yeah. And I've actually been reading a lot about the big wave of trying to turn school buses more electric because there's so many children around them, which yeah. actually segues perfectly into the last talking point I wanted to hit on today. Um, Dr. Preeti Jaggi, I hope I'm saying that correctly, uh, wrote a very compelling guest column in the Supporta report this week about the importance of taking responsibility for the climate crisis now so that future generations do not have to shoulder the burden. Dr. Jaggi is a pediatrician who's noticed the effects of climate change on children increasing steadily over the years, and it's only going to get worse if we don't act now. She writes that Georgia currently averages about 20 dangerous heat days in a year, which means there's about 20 days a year that it's like dangerous to go outside because of how hot it is. But by 2050, our state is projected to experience more than 90 dangerous heat days every year. And these dangerous heat days place greater heat stress on vulnerable populations, including children and infants. They're much more likely to die or suffer from heat stroke because they have less control over their surrounding environments. Children really contribute very little to carbon pollution, yet they're going to be the ones who have to deal with the worst of the consequences in the future. So Dr. Jaggi highlights that as adults, it's on us to do everything we can to leave a livable world behind for them by investing in clean energy futures today. And with that, we here at GCV encourage you to reach out to your senators, whether it's Ossoff and Warnock like us or any other senator that represents you to encourage them to pass the Build Back Better Act when it comes to a vote. If it's passed, this bill will include historic investments in clean energy, good jobs, and expansion of technology to fight back hard against climate change, which is really what we need. It's quite literally now or never. So please make your voice heard with us in this fight so that we can tackle the climate crisis together. Well, that's all we got for you this week. Thanks for tuning in to Greater Greener Georgia. We'll have one more episode for you before the end of the year. So make sure to follow us into the new year to hear more environmental and political updates from Georgia.